I don't have to introduce myself. That, that makes things a lot easier. Um, I'm not good at that part. Um, so I'll be honest. Sometimes I'm, I'm very scared preaching, even though it's what I've studied um, and have been doing for years now. Uh, and it makes it even more nerve-wracking when it's, it's a church that I have uh, started attending very regularly and, and grown to love um, the, the welcoming atmosphere here uh, and the amount that I, I'm able to plug in here, help teach classes, and just be around people. It falls off. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get out of the light. It doesn't happen. Um, anyways, as I was saying, um, so it was, it was a little nerve-wracking trying to figure out how to best start this sermon. Um, and then this morning, uh, Chris All's son, Kai, gave me the best intro. Um, he was just sitting there talking with my wife, who's got this great gift of being wonderful with kids, and I don't know how she does it, but she does. And they were just talking about Transformers that he was playing with and Pokemon, and I stopped listening, and out of nowhere I heard the topic switch to Christmas, and she asked him, what is the meaning of Christmas, or something along the lines? And he said, the birth of Jesus. He, he said that the meaning is the birth of Jesus, and then it's not about the gifts. And talk about cementing what I was supposed to say today, because today's message that I'm bringing is untangling Christmas, um, presence or presence. Um, talking about the materialism in America and how we can combat it during this Christmas season. Because um, as we all know, uh, here in America, one of the biggest parts of Christmas that we have is the gift giving. Um, it, it's a huge part of the tradition. Uh, old St. Nick, was he traveled around and gave gifts. Uh, Santa Claus, I, I can safely say, um, since there's no kids in here, travels around and gives gifts every, every uh, Christmas, and it's a big part of the tradition um, that we have in America. I work for Best Buy right now, and one of the biggest parts of that tradition is Black Friday, which turned into Black Friday week. Um, and the amount of people that I saw come to our store on Thanksgiving Day where I had to work. There was people that were there 1 a.m. the night before camping out to get a $300 TV to put under that tree when it was time for Christmas. I actually got told on Thanksgiving Day by a customer when I, did, when I was out of a product that I was ruining their Christmas because they couldn't get the laptop that they wanted. So too often in our American culture today, we are extremely focused on what presents we can give each other. We're focused on the amount of presents we can give, on the quality of the present that we can give. If I can't get this $800 TV that's now $300, then my Christmas isn't going to be nearly as good as my neighbor who was able to get that. Um, growing up, uh, I was... Uh, in, living in a relatively uh, poorer family, and I didn't grow up in a Christian household. And one of the biggest things that I remember around Christmas time was there was one year that we shared Christmas with one of our neighbors. And by shared Christmas, I mean that we opened our gifts the morning of, and then we went over to our neighbor's house, and we 
a breakfast and we opened a gift with them too. They were very close with us. But I remember that night, my mom started crying after everything was said and done because the amount of gifts that they had under their tree almost tripled the amount that we had under ours. So even from a young age, I saw that Christmas was supposed to be about gifts. But I think that as Christians, that's something that we need to combat heavily. As Christians in America, that's something we need to combat even more heavily because we live in a culture of materialism. We do it without thinking, falling into the trap of we need to get as many presents as we can. I see a lot of people from the church, not this church, but from the church in general, except for Crystal, who I saw at work once and I scared her when I said hi to her. Um, <laughs> but I see a lot of people from the church and, and who will even introduce themselves to me and give me pamphlets on Christ and what the meaning of the season is. And then they'll turn around and they'll be upset at us because I don't have the right deal for them. Or I don't have the right amount of stuff in stock so they can buy multiple of it for multiple gifts. And I'm not calling them out to say that they're wrong. I'm bringing that up to show how easy it is for even as us as Christians to fall into the trap of we need more presents to give or we need more of this for us. We value our Christmas off the fact that we can get more or less presents. And even the advertisements for Christmas focus on the presents that we give our family. Uh, I remember one of my favorite Christmas movies is Home Alone. Um, and specifically Home Alone because I like the fact that the kid can beat up the robbers and uh, it just always appealed to the inner mean kid of me. But one of the biggest parts of that movie is when they do get together for Christmas. And I don't remember if you guys all remember that scene, but that room was filled to the brim with presents. And that's the focus of a lot of Christmas movies now. The penultimate, when the climax is done and, they're all, and the last scene is where they get to open all their presents and it's a room full of presents. And I say all this to say one thing. Presents are not bad. Presents to give each other, it's, it's not a horrible thing. It's where your mindset is at that makes it difficult. I say that because God is a gift-giving God. We see time and time throughout the Bible that God gives us gifts. The Bible tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above. It shows that, I mean, we get spiritual gifts from God himself. He gives gifts to us even in ways that we don't realize. Time and time again in our lives, we'll wake up and not realize that that day is one of the most precious gifts from God that we've had because of what he's done for us that day. I, uh, he's, he, Hink mentioned that I know Isaac Wilson, and if you guys know him, he's a very erratic guy. Um, but one day in our, in our Sunday school class, um, he had asked the question of all the high schoolers what, the, what they were most thankful for that morning, what gift God had given them they were most thankful for. And he was trying to, he was fishing for something. He was trying to get 
and answer a, a little bit more than the superficial, um, well, I, I got to have coffee or I got to sleep in or something like that. And one of our high schoolers answered, I got to wake up. And, and that made Isaac really zero in on that. And he looked at them and said, what do you mean? Because everybody else was kind of la- like snorted at like, oh yeah, of course you got to wake up because we take that for granted. And, the, and then the kid went, went on to explain it even further of, I was given the gift to wake up and come here today. God gives us gifts in every way that we don't realize. One of my favorite examples in scripture that a lot of people don't think of as a gift was Jesus' first miracle of turning water to wine at the wedding at Cana. In the culture of that time, everybody gave the good wine first and then brought out the bad wine, especially at weddings, uh, because the good wine was more expensive. And then once everybody had drank, then they could have the, the bad wine that nobody cared about. So when they did run out, they didn't have any left. And as we all know the story, that Jesus had them fill the bucket, well, the urns or however you want to call them, with water, and then he turned it into what, what a lot of translations say was the best wine. He gave that couple the gift of, of wine, and we see that time and time again throughout Scripture. And perhaps I think the greatest gift of all that was given to us was Jesus himself. In John 3.16, he said, God, it says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Everybody can quote that by heart. But how often do we actually sit there and take it to heart? Christmas time can be one of the hardest times of the year for a lot of people. We see it right now in our own church with some unfortunate losses of family and friends. We see it all around us for people who, when you say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, they turn their head and walk away silently, or they get upset and say, don't say that to me, because the holidays don't bring cheer and happiness to them. And so oftentimes, corporate America and and, and just materialism and what we have as America in general takes advantage of that, because what is the one thing that we have in our hearts that can never be filled. There's a hole there. And in the holiday times, sometimes it feels deeper. Sometimes it feels a lot harder to fill. And that's part of the reason that we give so many presents. I mean, I'll be honest, I love it when somebody comes up to me and gives me something that I desperately have wanted. I love it when somebody comes up and gives me a new toy when I was younger because it just brought me a lot of joy. It was something new. It was something I didn't have before. But too often that joy starts going away after the first three, four uses. So we need to fill ourselves this season, not with presents, but with presents. I, I thought myself really clever when I came up with that because usually I don't, I don't do anything like that. But by presence, I mean the presence of Christ around us. The presence of Jesus everywhere around us. You can get 
if it's your prerogative, you can get your entire family as many presents as you want. Just make sure that your mindset's not on, they're going to be happy with me because I gave them this many gifts. But instead, make your mindset, they're going to be happy with me because, yes, I gave them gifts, but the presence of Christ is in our home. When you go to work every day, on these tough times where you have coworkers who get on your nerves or customers who are just rude or you just in general don't want to be there. Go there with the feeling that you're going to have the presence of Christ surrounding you. One of the biggest influences on my life when I was in college was I had a professor tell me that we have to wake up every day as Christians and live our life so full of Christ's love that somebody else can see it. That somebody else can see that you're living your life so differently that they know to ask you what's different. That they know to ask you what's going on in your life because even though you're surrounded by this, you seem happy. Even when all the odds are stacked against you, you still smile and find joy. Fill yourself with the presence of Jesus this season and you'll find yourself realizing just how different life can be. Sorry, sometimes that gets a little weird. Um, I'm still learning my, my own personal preaching style. I'm still learning more about Christ every day. And this church has helped teach a lot. I don't say to fill yourself with the presence of Jesus because I don't feel it here at this church because it's very much real here. I say it because you guys have done so much for everybody here that this church can truly change a lot around this town. I say it because we're all hurting. We all have something that's a little bit different about the season this year. We all have something that's a little bit hard. Whether it be something that reminds us of how we grew up, whether it be we don't have enough to travel and see our families. It doesn't matter because if you fill yourself with the presence of Christ, he can make the difference in your life. When I talk about presence over presence, It's not the question of which one are you going to have. It's the question and the focus of which one are you going to focus on this season. When you go Christmas shopping for your kids, when you go Christmas shopping for your family, think deeply about how you can give them the presence of Christ in their life that day whether it be trying to start a new tradition Christmas morning of instead of immediately opening your presents, read the Bible together. Or whether it be what one of my family members started once we started all going to church together of Christmas morning wasn't actually for the time of presents and we did that Christmas Eve. 
I just ask that you guys focus on filling your lives with the presence of Christ this season. No amount of preparation can get in the way of what God wants to say. And too often, it's easy to try and influence that. So if you find yourself at work wanting to say something to a coworker and you're scared, do it anyways. Because that might be the presence of Christ urging you on. Pray with me real fast. Father, sometimes things don't always go as planned. Sometimes as we, are about, as we go about each day, we have what in our head we think is going to be what's going on, and then you change it for us. So God, I ask that as we go about each day, as we go out this week, you give each and every one of us an opportunity to show your presence deeply. You give each and every one of us an opportunity to influence somebody else with your love. God, I just ask that you allow us all to be so filled deeply with your love that we make an influence on everybody else. That it doesn't matter what's ailing us. That it doesn't matter what's happening around us. People can look at us and see that truly we are blessed because we know you. So Father, be with us this Christmas season. Be with us during Advent. Be with us during Christmas time. And allow us to be that influence on others. Amen.